for this? I got one thing to say. Machine alive. It's all here. What a mega matchup. Universal Wrestling Podcast. I like this kind of party, baby. to know it's not Miz TV. It's the Universal Wrestling Podcast. My name is Nick Dieterding. His name is Alex Sacco. What's up, Sacco? Good, man. Uh, getting over WrestleMania. I mean, what a show. What a weekend we had, bro. It was awesome. We're back, man. It was incredible to see and hear a roaring crowd. And that's what we got at WrestleMania 37. So let's crack open beers and let's talk WrestleMania. <laughs> Crack open a cold one. I am drinking. My buddy brewed his own beer. It's really good. It is an Irish red ale, and I'm digging it, man. It's uh, something different, you know, supporting the local home breweries. Anyone that's got a beer, raise it up, and let's cheers to uh, a good WrestleMania 37. Al, what are you drinking? I'm drinking on a uh, sipping on something from the Naked Brewing Co- Brewing Company. It's uh, they're located in uh, PA. Um, Huntington Valley, <laughs> Pennsylvania. And uh, what I'm drinking is the, um, the little birthday cat, little hazy IPA, 6.6. I mean, I'm enjoying it, and we're ready yeah. to talk WrestleMania, and I can't wait. So Edge's dream did not come true. Brian could not duplicate what he did seven years ago. The man, the top dog, Roman Reigns, won at WrestleMania 37. It was a triple threat match, Sacco. And, you know, I'm not surprised that Roman Reigns won. But what I don't understand is why Edge didn't win. And Malik even said it. Malik said it for, you know, a good couple months. If Edge is going to win the Rumble, then he needs to win at Mania. And I thought the same thing. And again, I'm not surprised that uh, Roman Reigns won. I I knew DB wasn't there to win. I like that they put him in, you know, the main event at WrestleMania. But what are your thoughts? As the bigger picture going forward, I'm confused because what's left for Roman Reigns? Like, who's who's ready to step up to the plate? I think if they put the belt on edge, you, like Malik said, you have a hungrier, head of the table, wants his title back, and then he can go with storylines forever from there. I mean, yeah. I did, I picked DB to win it because I thought they're, you know, one, I was definitely wrong, but I just thought they're going to put the title on him one last time and let him go with it. But now we're sitting here post WrestleMania and Roman's still the champ. Where's Edge go from here? It doesn't, we're about to see where it goes. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but I definitely agree with you that you said earlier in text messages, then up, leading up to Mania, that if Edge, why is Edge winning the Rumble to lose? If he's there to win it and then he doesn't, and then he's going to main event wrestlemania and lose i don't understand that storyline like i said and i'm going to repeat myself i understand why roman reigns won he is the best of the best right now you can't have him lose and the way he won you know he piled db and edge on top of each other and then he pinned one two three i get it the heel 
character of Roman Reigns, that's how you end a match. And I loved it. Maybe the WWE, they maybe they know what they're doing. And I, I think that Roman should have won. I picked him to win. Um, and I just, uh, it, it's crazy, but let's get to your, uh, your, your first question. What is next for Roman Reigns? Well, Biggie lost. What do you think is going to happen? And I'm so happy that Big E didn't turn heel because now you got a Big E who I, he's not really heel, but he's not really face. I don't think we know what he is, but I feel like he's closer to a uh, a face, not a baby face, but a face. And I would love to see that match. Roman Reigns one-on-one with Big E. Um, before we get on to that, do you have anything else you want to discuss about the main event? Do you think that Daniel Bryan being added to the match, now looking back, we know the results hurt Edge because they both got pinned and everybody thought that DB was just added to you know make Edge look, if he's going to lose, but still make Edge look strong and not get pinned, that he got pinned. I think DB being added to the match really hurt Edge in the long run. Uh, I don't know if it hurt him as in like uh, his character, but I think the storyline, it definitely hurt. I think it hurt the storyline because I wanted to see, you know, even James brought it up a main event match at WrestleMania should be one-on-one, but every now and then they have a triple threat and it's really good here. I don't think he was needed because again, and this is where I'm a little confused. If he was there to take the pin, why did Roman pin both of them? If that was the idea, then Roman should have just pinned Edge and then said, okay, well, Roman was the better man. Let's go on to the next match and, you know, perform at WrestleMania Backlash, which is stupid. We can get get into that later, but I get your point. DB, it did not hurt any character. It didn't hurt Roman. It didn't hurt DB because he main evented, and it didn't hurt Edge. But the storyline and the match itself, it just – it didn't make sense. It did not make sense. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, honestly, why. Yeah, that's all that comes to my mind. I mean, I'm not basically mad that Roman won, but I'm just thinking big picture. Where do they go from here? You mentioned Big E. We'll delve into his ma- dive into his match a little later. But I thought Big E deserved to win at WrestleMania, have a couple more months with the IC title, build that title up, have a nice little longer run, and then be in the title picture by SummerSlam, end of summerish. We don't know what's going to happen. So it's going to be curious to see. So let's get into it. I mean, Big E, he lost at WrestleMania against Apollo. Apollo is now your intercontinental champion. I don't disagree, but I don't understand why they did it. But then again, now looking back, it's like, well, Big E's the the next guy. He's the next guy that's going to, you know, go one-on-one with Roman. So I get it because of this. Big E's going to have a lot of high-profiled matches, and he may, you know, at one point in his career, main event WrestleMania. So I understand now, looking back at it, it's like, well... He can lose one, and it, and it helped the cause. It helped Apollo. Come on. Did you really think Apollo would win a title at WrestleMania against the next big thing? No, but that's where the WWE does things right. So now I understand that Big E, I mean, it, right? Like, is he the next guy? I, he would have to be because why would he lose, you know? You're right, but the way the way he lost the IC championship obviously wasn't clean. It was yes. interference. So it opens up the door for him to get get back in the IC title picture. I mean, we like I said, we talked about this the night of he lost because we watched it together. Why yeah. not have Big E have his WrestleMania moment? Then if you're going to have a dumb pay-per-view called WrestleMania Backlash or whatever it's 
called. I don't know what yes, it's called. Yes, it is. You yeah, got okay. it. And WrestleMania backwards. Have Apollo go over there. I, I see it both ways, dude, because give Apollo his time. He deserves it, you know? But then again, Big E, like, if he's not going to compete for that uh, universal title the next pay-per-view or in another month or two, then it's like, why did you do that? Because you had enough time to build Big E. What I don't understand is why he couldn't build the momentum and then go one-on-one with Roman. I mean, he really hasn't had a lot of really good matches like for the title. I mean, I can't even think of one other than Cruz. And it's just, oh, Sammy. But other than that, it's like, you didn't build anything. You just made them lose at WrestleMania. So I know where maybe you're coming from and other fans are coming from, but I like it. I understand it. And if I have to deal with it, then, you know, I will. But yeah, let's just take a look for a minute and let's take a look at the Intercontinental Championship. Let's say they move Big E to the title picture. All fine and good. Go ahead. Go face Roman. What's Apollo? Apollo's heel. Who's a face that could uh, challenge Apollo? Cesaro's there, and I know that he's not going to main event anytime soon, so maybe that's his next opponent. Right. Uh, Seth, but then he's a heel. Um, there's a there's not many right. you know, that can go one-on-one, and I don't want to see another Corbin. I don't want to see Sammy, maybe KO, your boy. I would pay to see Cesaro too, but I don't know. That That is a great question. What do you think? Who do you want to see? Two guys come to mind. Since Retribution is done, move Ali to SmackDown, turn him freaking face, and have him go, uh, have him in the IC title picture, or somebody that's been off TV since the Rey Mysterio daughter storyline where the frick's Buddy Murphy. Yeah, Buddy Murphy and Aleister I Black, mean, too. A- I mean, Black is on yeah. SmackDown, yeah, that's so just- that would make sense. Yeah. Right, right. And Black is supposed to um, come back sooner or later. We'll get into that later because. And then again, DB, I mean, he doesn't need it. And I I think that his career, like you've said countless times, he's he's going to be a dad. So that's a little more important. And he did. He did have his time, you know, seven years ago. He uh, beat Batista and Randy. You know, that was something that you can never duplicate again. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I would like to see him wrestle. I, I think he's going to still be part of the WWE, but, you know, it, it would be cool to see DB go one-on-one with Apollo. Apollo's great. I love his new gimmick. I think everything that he's doing now is what he should have been doing years ago, but now they found something for him and I, I love it. So hell yeah. For me, I'm voting Cesaro and, uh, and Apollo. I would love to see that match, but you know, let's get on with the next match. I know you want to talk about bad bunny. So to have a couple sips and talk about your boy, bad bunny. Because this guy, bad bunny actually put in the time and the work and went out yeah. on the grandest stage of them all and really showed the hell out. He just didn't get in the ring and look like a you know rapper that doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He actually cared about his performance, and that's why I want to bring it up because you know we yeah. many celebrities get in the ring like Jesus Christ, that was terrible. I mean, I can yeah. Bad Bunny really not for Randy Orton to comment on it. It was pretty yeah. amazing. 
The one thing I can say to this, Sacco, is I respect the hell out of Bad Bunny. Yes, he put in the work, but he also worked the gimmick. He went to SNL with the 24-7 title. That was cool. His promotional video that he had with Triple H announcing his tour, that's working the gimmick. I even saw that at the uh, at his concerts. Before the concert, he's showing SmackDown. He's showing Raw. He's showing WWE You know, shows. So he's working the gimmick. I love it. I'll give him the respect. From the entrance. He killed the entrance, too. His yeah, entrance was that cool. was pretty cool. So from the whole nine yards, Bunny gets an A-plus for me. Professor Sacco giving Bad Bunny an A-plus. <laughs> the next match is Sasha and Bianca Belair. Sack Daddy, they tore down the house. That should have been an event at WrestleMania night one, and it did. I loved it. The storyline sucked, but we're not going to get into the negatives. We're going to stay positive. Yeah, uh, like you said, your your big uh, thing was that the storyline buildup wasn't there. It wasn't. The, all the SmackDowns leading up to WrestleMania, you didn't have. It did not have the big fight feel at all. I had Sasha winning. I had Bianca when she won the Royal Rumble. But I always yeah. said, I always said the women's division needs somebody outside of the the four horsewomen and Ronda and whoever you want. Yeah. My thing is, is why I'm so hung up on this is. Sasha is WrestleMania record. I don't think she's won at WrestleMania. She has never yeah. had the moment. Every title that she's defended or she's won, it's been on Raw. It's been on SmackDown. It's been on Raw. It's not been on the main stage. And I think that again, what I said about Big E, why not have Sasha go over and then you know the next pay per view have freaking Luchamagal EST yeah. Bianca win. I just don't get it. I really don't understand. I mean, I'm happy for Bianca. I'm not mad. I'm not mad yeah. at all about it. And uh, like you said, leading up to this match, is it too soon? That's what you were thinking. Is, it, is she yeah. ready? Is she ready to take it over? We're about to find out. So Yeah, I think Bianca is the chosen one for this division on SmackDown banks had her time and she's going to continue to have her time. You know, she doesn't have to win the, you know, the main event at WrestleMania. I mean, look at drew every single person thought he was going to get it back and he didn't. And is it going to hurt him? Not at all. And it's not going to hurt Sasha banks, man. I think sometimes the fans make up bullshit. What are you, what time out? <laughs> Once again, I'm not going to get into her, but it was Charlotte Flair with the Flair name. Oh, God, she here went. we go. <laughs> I'm, not, no. I'm not mad that Bianca won. I am not. No, I know. But Sasha, dude, I mean, every time she gets she the had title. Her, yeah, there you go. She had the title. You know, she won it. She doesn't need to win every single match. And even, you know, it, you know, sometimes that's how the cookie crumbles. Sometimes you don't win at mania because at that point during the storyline, it doesn't make sense for her to go over winning the main event at WrestleMania is a bigger thing. Banks did not need that. Belair needed it. So the storyline made sense. And I don't want to hear it anymore that she banks doesn't get what, you know, what she deserves. She's a great competitor and she does really well. But at the end of the day, Bianca was a smart choice. I have nothing, absolutely nothing against uh, Banks. Listen, bro. She's 0-5 at WrestleMania. Somebody yeah. her statue does not need, should not be 0-5 at WrestleMania. 
I, yeah, I'm how, just, many title, I was, how many title reigns does she have? But she's out in five on the biggest stage of them all. Shawn Michaels made a nickname out of herself for winning on WrestleMania, bro. Mr. WrestleMania. Somebody of not, not Sasha Statue should not be 0 and 5 at WrestleMania. Banks should have had her time at WrestleMania. And maybe it's coming. I mean, I don't think they're gonna I don't I I, I would think that she's gonna have an idol, another title reign soon, but Let's get on with, you know, let's talk a little more about Belair. So I still don't think she's ready, but I think it was the right decision. I think she can talk to talk and walk to walk. I mean, she is a genetic freak. She's beautiful. I think she can do a little more with crafting her in-ring work. I think she can be better with that. Absolutely. But I mean, I think it's time to put it on her. And I think the WWE, you know, did the right thing. Let me clear myself up. I'm not mad that Bianca went over at WrestleMania. I think yeah, she you better clean it. yourself up. I am clear. I'm <laughs> I clear myself up. I am mad at the disrespect on the record of Sasha. Oh, God. By the way, I looked up. She's a six-time champion, seven including NXT, but we won't do okay. NXT champion. She's a six-time champion. Yeah. But and- if you look, this was her longest reign. Once again, the disrespect disrespect my ass she won six championships how can you be disrespected maybe the whole thing with the tag titles and bailey i don't know what is true there and what is not i know remember they lost it and then they were bitching and moaning on the hotel floor or something i forget but other than that uh there's no disrespect i think the only disrespect is uh you disrespecting my opinion (laughs) I'm not disrespecting your opinion. I know, I know. Yeah, but uh, I just think Sasha, if you look at Sasha's reigns, they stunk outside of this one. I thought she should have went over WrestleMania. Had her moment. Maybe it will be down the line. But Bianca, put up or show up. You got the ball. Let's roll exactly. with it. Let's see exactly. what happens in there. That's yep. it. And, I mean, we don't, we're not going to go through two full days of WrestleMania, but we really want to talk about the Fiend match. And I'm still surprised because I just – I, I don't understand it. And then our boy Malik, he does great stuff on TikTok. If you want to follow him, it's narcolepsy boy 94. And he brought up a good point too, Sacco. He said, it's a storyline. Calm down. You know, we're going over predictions. Not, not once did it cross my mind that Randy yeah. Orton was winning this match. As I watched TikToks and my boy Malik, Everybody yes. relax. You telling everybody to relax. Let's let's see what happens. I agree with Malik. I firmly believe that there's something better for Bray Wyatt. But then again, you look at it and you say, Well, he lost against Goldberg. What else could they do to ruin his career? And it seems like they they're not helping him at all. Fiend should have went over. Randy Orton should have probably took some time off. He should be written off TV and then come back maybe a couple months before SummerSlam and have the trilogy with Edge. That's how I would write it up. Do you, do you really want to see this feud continue? Is the question. No, I do not. Right. Like, I, so what I don't understand is this. So it was Edge and RKO. They had a good few matches, you know, the greatest match and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But Edge got hurt and then they didn't know what to do with Randy. So I feel like they, you know, inserted him into the the championship storyline with drew they had a great couple matches he won the title and it's just like well 
what are you doing with edge? Like, uh, I want to see this, you know, feud edge in the RKO feud, you know, culminate somewhere end somewhere. So maybe they're, they're holding on to that, but I don't see that because I think, I don't know, edge is, you know, still in the main event scene with Roman and uh, DB, but uh, then you put Randy into the feud with uh, Bray Wyatt and bliss. And it's like, I'm so confused, you know? Let me ask and you something. He, yeah, go ahead. Do you think down the line, if they ever go to the trilogy between Edge and RKO, that needs a title on the line? Uh, that's a tough one. I think there's death. There there needs to be a gimmick, you know? Maybe it's not a title. Maybe it's, you know, loser leaves forever. There's a lot of people in the WPW yeah. that uh, are big RKO fans, and they said that. Like, they need that. If we're going to have a trilogy, there needs to be a title. But I don't think Edge. No. Edge it doesn't a- need to because they're two Hall of Famers. It's like, what do they need to win? And it's definitely not going to be the for the WWE Championship. You can't take it off of uh, whoever's going to be champion. Right. If it's Bobby or Drew or, you know, if they go to SmackDown, I'll tell you one thing. Roman's going to hold on to that title for a long time. And, you know, when Big E's ready, I think he's going to, you know, he's going to take it off of Roman. But yeah, I, I, there's no way. That, I just don't see why it would need to be for a title. The title doesn't make sense in that picture, in that, you know, in this situation. But loser leaves SmackDown or loser leaves the WWE. That makes sense. <laughs> Let's get on with uh, a hot topic. And it's, it's not really something I really wanted to talk about because it's kind of depressing. I mean, we're in a pandemic. I'm not trying to, you know shit the mood here but you know wrestlers got released from the wwe i don't know how many i think there was 10 at the beginning and then you know every now every other hour there was another one so it is very sad to see this but to an extent i understand why they need to cut the budget but then again i don't understand because they just signed a contract with nbc and nbc gave them the uh the peacock deal but it's a shit ton of money and uh, I, I don't know, man. What do you think? This is just, it, it, it's, you know, it's what's best for business. I get it. But still, 10 or 15 guys during a pandemic, that's not what you want to do after signing a deal with Fox, signing a deal with Peacock. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. And, uh, of course, the big name, Samoa Joe. But before we get into the names, what do you think? How do you feel? I mean, I was very adamant, as you know, when these lists came out. I mean, it seems like it happens every year. It's part of business. Let's get wrong. AEW is going to have to do this down the line too. Let's everybody take a step back and relax. We've been very adamant with the the tag team divisions, both on the women's side and the guys' side. And then Billy Kay, they they tried everything with Billy Kay, but this rants more more about Peyton and the Iconics. So you take a you take a, yeah. So you take away a good tag team in the women's division that held the titles that you put the titles on, then you yeah. separate them and then you do nothing with them for four months or three months, and then you decide to cut them. It just it makes no sense. I don't think either of them had it in the ring, and I think they had chances to show upper management that they could wrestle and they couldn't. And I don't really think either of them are really that good on the mic. I mean, Billy Kay, again, she's entertaining to an extent, but regardless, you got Billy Kay who's trying something and then you just split them up. So you start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. Iconics, you split them up. Billy Kay does her own thing. Peyton Royce does her own thing. 
And then what happens? You release them. So that's where I'm confused. It's like you didn't even give them a chance. But then again, you have to look at it as a you know business perspective, a business point of view. And I would have got rid of them, you know. And that's tough to say because you know I was let go in September of 2020, so I understand it. I was pissed off. I was upset. But then you know I found a really good job, and I'm working there, and I love it. But still. This is different because the WWE is uh, a billion dollar company. But uh, the, the one thing that I don't understand, the one person is Samoa Joe. I mean, he excelled on commentating and then uh, I, maybe he's injured to the extent where he can never wrestle again. But then again, that's where I'm coming from. If he can't wrestle, give him an opportunity. And that's what they did. And then they released him. And it's just like, what are you doing? He's a, tr- he could be a trainer. He could be a GM. I mean, he has so many different things, so many abilities, so many skills. And you do what you release him. Screw you guys. So, uh, my rant's over. You can talk a little, I need a sip on this beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, you make great valid points, but let me uh, to throw another name at you because you seem like you're very high on this guy that he got in shape and everything, and his name is Tucker. Yes. An- another tag team, they split up and pushed yes. the wrong guy. I mean, not pushed, I'm not, nothing against Otis. The guy's tag team division sucks. So you're going yes. to break, break up them, heavy machine. Yes. And then do what? Push Otis and then forget about Tucker? The last meaningful storyline Tucker was in was the Mandy Rose shit. This dude has lost weight. He showed you that he can be a top superstar. Maybe not, you know, Roman Reigns level, but mid-card. Let's just maybe, maybe I shouldn't have said top, but mid-card level. And maybe one day he could compete for the U.S. title or for the IC title. But at the end of the day, They're a billion-dollar company. They just signed a deal with Peacock. They just signed a deal with Fox. They can keep those 10 people. And then after this whole freaking shit is over with, with the pandemic, then let them go. It is bullshit. And one last thing I'll comment on about Samoa Joe. You said all the right things about Samoa Joe, but there is backdoor business that we don't know about. Behind the scenes, we don't know the behind the scenes stuff. What about if WWE approached Joe? Listen, Joe, your injuries are a lot worse than you think. I know you think you go out to perform at a high level, but we don't think so. Well, we like you. We want to keep you on contract, but as a commentary, on commentary, and maybe Joe didn't want that. Then you have no other choice but to cut him. To let Samoa Joe go just because... He wanted to do more and you wanted to do less with him is bullshit. Keep him, you know? But then again, if he wants to go, let him go. Like I know we could go down the list and discuss Chelsea Green, how she's a genetic freak, and that would have been amazing to see her go one-on-one with Charlotte. And she was injured. I don't know if it was once or twice, but she didn't really have her chance. And I just, I don't get it. I think it's, you know, bullshit to an extent. It's like, why get rid of these people? You didn't give them a chance, but then you look at it the other way. And it's like, well, you did give them a chance. They, you gave them a contract. They had to work for it. You know, you can't blame that on solely on the WWE, but then again, you, it's tough, right? You know, <laughs> it is. But Andrade was on TV And then all of a sudden he was just like stripped And nothing and then released Which I didn't blame Andrade I was like do what you gotta do Watch out for the Iconics They're gonna go and surprise you bro yeah, and, I, and if they do, that's good. You know, hap, I'm happy for them. But uh, So let's get on with the next topic. Finn Balor lost the NXT championship, and it was 
an okay match, but obviously Cross, he got hurt. He had to, you know, give up the title. Now he's back and he won it. So if you are a fan like us, you knew Cross was going to win. And it, it was okay because I think it was his time. But again, what do you do with Balor? When, Bal- when Finn first got called up, he you know, had the draft and he won the, the Universal title, first ever Universal title. And then he got hurt and that killed his momentum. Then he came back and then he did nothing. Vince McMahon did nothing with him. And then he got married and told Triple H he wanted to go back to NXT. And I respected that. I totally respected his move. The time has come where he he built himself up again. He was NXT champion. He was he was NXT for a long time. Great matches with Adam Cole and so on. Because he never was on SmackDown. He was always on Raw. I think he moved to SmackDown. And <laughs> it's funny because I'm saying that there's somebody for Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could yeah. happen. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it would make sense just because I don't think they're going to go straight to Big E. I think it, it could be Balor, but then again, I don't, I, I don't think they're done with the triple threat with these guys feuding Edge, Roman, and DB. I don't think they're done feuding. I think it's going to still be, you know, it could be Roman going one-on-one with Edge again or DB going one-on-one with Edge because you screwed me and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be tough for NXT because it looks like the UE, you know, they're, they're going to be brought up soon. And if not, then I'm okay with that because I think they do really well in NXT. But I think it's time for them to be brought up to the main roster. It would hurt them you bring everybody up like the UE. They definitely are thinking about that because there's no way in hell Damian Priest would have been called up before Finn Balor, before UE. Like, yeah. That's, I think Triple H is thinking that, like, okay, keep them down here so I can get ratings. But let me bring up Damian Priest, you know, somebody that, you know, wasn't the man down in NXT, but gets the called up for the, you know, the big brand. Yeah. I want to see them every week and not on NXT. I want to see them compete against DB. I want to see maybe Adam Cole eventually going one-on-one with Bobby or whoever the, the champion is. I want to see that. And I understand, well, Nick, their stature, you know, they're small guys. No, don't give me that bullshit. Stature is nothing. It's a new era. I know Vince still likes the big guys. I mean, how many times have we said that on this podcast? I feel like we've been talking about on this podcast forever for the what to do with the UE and why aren't they yeah. on the main roster yet? And we're still talking about it. And like, yeah. All right. Let's get on with another mix up or shake up the announcers, man. Michael Cole is now announcing his color commentator is Pat McAfee. And you know what? For for a couple minutes, I hated it because he just seemed so outrageously goofy, but he knows his shit, man. And that's what I respect because we'll get into it with raw, but let's, let's discuss this. You're a big Pat guy. You love Michael Cole. You think Michael Cole's the greatest? I I would have to uh, disagree one hundred and ten percent. I respect him. <laughs> We're not going to get into that right now. I absolutely love it because I didn't never thought McAfee. Obviously, he had the short run with NXT as a performer, but I always thought he was gold on the microphone throughout that whole storyline with Adam Cole, and he has his own podcast. So they did the right thing. They let him be with. Michael Cole, the, the veteran, the savvy veteran that Michael Cole is, and you just let you can let Pat McAfee be himself. That's the key thing. They don't have to script shit. 
Just let Pat McAfee be Pat McAfee, and it's going to be golden. It's going to be and golden. The only, yeah, and the only thing I would say, like, it's a shame is I really – I didn't like Corey at the beginning, but he grew on me, and he's – obviously, he knows his shit. But SmackDown was so good with Corey and Cole, so I uh, Graves and Cole. So I'm going to miss that because they were so – I don't know. They had good chemistry, but – I think whatever they're going to do now with Pat, they're going to build that chemistry. Cole knows what he's doing. Supposedly, I mean, we've heard this before. Cole, at some point, Cole is going to go behind the scenes and work as a producer. I know that he does a lot with the announce team now. I think he heads the announce team for SmackDown Raw. I don't know about NXT, but... Um, Right, so I think this is the right move. I understand where you're coming from, Corey Gray. We're gonna to get to the raw side, but Corey yeah. Gray and Michael Cole did make a duo. Like I respected them, I liked them, but if you let Pat McAfee be Pat McAfee and don't script him, just let him be who he is. Yeah, with yeah. The, with the veteran presence of Michael Cole next to him, SmackDown's gonna be awesome on Friday nights. So now on Raw, it's Adnan Verk from the MLB Network with Byron Saxton and your boy, Corey Graves. I mean, they legit threw him into the deep end. It was bad. I don't think he knows any moves. He was saying, you know, this guy's going to, you know, punch this guy. And it's like, dude, that's Shelton Benjamin and that's Cedric Alexander. You got to do your homework. What do you think? This guy was bad. Yeah, he was bad yesterday, right? He didn't know what was coming. Is he is he full time now though, or is he he definitely is full time? Right? He was just uh, one and done because I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. But some of the things he was saying, and I wrote this down. Ready? Lashley's dominating the WWE universe. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> he said that. Yeah, and and another one. Three punches and a wham. It's like what? What, what does that mean? <laughs> and he kept on calling the WWE universe the audience. It's like, you, you got to know your shit. So, I mean, right. I, I let's be honest. I don't like them. I don't like guys that come in from the MLB network or from different organizations if they don't know their shit. Pat McAfee is different. You know, he knows his shit. He's entertaining. This guy, I mean, I, I, I don't know why the MLB network still has him. <laughs> I, that's what makes you miss the coach, man. John the Coachman, man. Yeah. Uh, it's a shame that he's never going to come back because he said somebody just asked him on Twitter, do you have any intentions of coming back to WWE? So he know he's done for good because he's doing his own thing. But yeah. back to Admin, you're right. He was just thrown into the deep end with, you know, doesn't know how to swim. And he was terrible. That's hopefully he learns from this and hopefully he gets better. I mean, I kind of enjoy him on the W the, the MLB network, but obviously oh, he knows God. what he's talking. He knows what he's talking about yeah. there. So we'll see what happens. I don't mind the shakeup. I really don't mind it at all. No, no. I mean, Graves, the best you got. And obviously yeah. I know they, they do two different things. One's color, one's play by play, but splitting them is not the end of the world. I think it's best for business. Yeah. If you if you get somebody that's better than admin, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, they did it once with Mike and Ad Mike Adamley. You remember him? He called Jeff Hardy, Jeff Harvey. Yeah. It's like, dude, do your fucking homework. But uh, any last words before we get on with the last topic of the episode? Nope. Let's roll. Here we go. Sacco, the universal wrestling podcast is hitting the road. Where are we going? 
Ocean, Ocean City, City, Maryland. Maryland. Your boy is getting married in June of this year. So, of course, the bachelor party needs to happen. Us two and 13 other guys are going to Ocean City, Maryland to drink some beers. And you know what? Me and Saka were thinking, we, we got to record an episode. Drinking beers, talking wrestling in Ocean City, Maryland. And that's what we're going to do. Any last words before I get married? Oh, God, help me, please. <laughs> we're going to have a couple of guests probably since we're going with 12 other people. I mean, yeah, so- it'll be fun. It'll be a fun episode. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I can't, I can't wait. I mean, I hope not to remember it. But- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sacco, we don't do this often, but you're going to end the show. You guys can follow us on Twitter at the UW Pod and on Instagram at UW Podcast. Can't wait for Ocean City, Maryland. I mean, I'm a little hungover from the WrestleMania weekend. I miss wrestling, but I'm excited for what we're going to get into. Delve into it, baby. Here we go. <laughs> Dive into it, baby. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Check us out on the web at uwpod.com. You've got mail. Or send us an email. We really don't know what we're dealing with here, man. Info at uwpod.com. Universal Wrestling Podcast. Nobody does it better.